that 100% is going to be the culture on YouTube is just laying into Amazon Prime and these creators and how stupid they are to invest millions and millions of dollars in something that is a complete joke. First point number eight, Rings of Power makes Sauron a more interesting character. Wrong. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. It's literally the same thing. They're trying to tell it from a yeah. female, like two female Harfoots rather than Frodo and Sam in The Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. They're just retelling that story. Hey, welcome back to the Wacky Wonderful Wise Works podcast, everybody. Um, we're back with a podcast. We got this episode. And then we got next Friday's episode, and then we're done for the year. Um, so two more episodes. And do you think we should do that that kind of thing where we on the off season we re, you know release an old episode for people to be reminded we did that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, on what on the YouTube as a live? I don't know. People do that when they don't have an episode, and I don't know why, but they do that. And we've you never know, done just that. to to give some people somebody to watch. Um, uh, Josh, why does it look like you've been rescued from a fire, and you know they're giving you one of those comfort blankets? <laughs> Joshua looks like he's a refugee from Gaza right now. You know what I'm saying? Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. Um. Wow. Because you know, coming in hot. It's, it's, it's coming in hot. <laughs> it's cold out there. You know. Just like the song, baby, it's cold outside. Um, but we're inside. Well, I'm still cold. I don't know why. Okay. I just, I've been chilled. The past like two days have been mm. super cold here. It's taken a nosedive into the, the cold temperatures. And, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm chilled. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe Jack Frost gave me a little, mm -hmm. uh, Little kiss blew, blew up my kiss. pant leg. He blew up my <laughs> pant leg earlier. Blow up your I guess so. <laughs> he blew up your pant leg or gave a, you a wedgie. <laughs> no, no. He, he gave me a little like cold okay. air up my pants mm. leg. Do you guys okay. remember when Jack Frost used to make the the village people icicle coins? Do you remember that? I don't. Uh, Jack Frost would would they the the emperor the king took all the monies. I do remember that. That was old, that was claymation. Yeah, the and and, and the, the and Jack Frost just wanted to help, but he was he was seen as kind of like the bad guy because he brought the cold. So what he did was he 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 iced it up for the village people, and they would take a handsaw, and they would they would cut the icicles into little <laughs> little coins, and then they would draw. You got to bring that was the original. <laughs> that was the original uh, <laughs> money printing right there is Jack mm. Frost. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> I don't think that's a smart way to do currency. No, because it goes away. Because um, it goes away pretty quick. Jack Frost uh, got to keep that place cold. It's going to mm -hmm. be a real crisis. Yeah. Um, it's just Jack Frost. Um, 1979. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see. Uh, claymation version. 79. Mm. 79. I don't know if you can see that on my screen. Well, I'm I'm pulling it up here so we can we can yeah, take yeah. a look. I don't think I've seen that one. You didn't see it? You remember the claymation not. Rudolph? Oh yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Similar, uh, similar group. Yeah, yeah. 
bizarre sort of thing here. Um, Rudolph is so prevalent with the Christmas songs and, and especially with yeah, the yeah. movie. Um, but how often do we see him in, in Santa Claus media? <laughs> he's not in the Santa Claus. He's not in any other depictions of Santa Claus that I've seen on TV or movies. Right. You never see Rudolph ever. You just don't just see don't this see is him. These are the town like, people. This is the most Sorry, famous reindeer of all. Money. Right. <laughs> the most famous of all. Is it here's, like here's an the analogy of the government printing money? Mm. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And then <laughs> here, here's them using the gold coin to buy things or the, oh. the, the ice coin, he might say. Interesting. <laughs> and here's here's Jack Frost helping the helping the cold weather. Yeah, making it cold. Yeah, that's what he was doing on my pant leg earlier. <laughs> Can he stop saying that? <laughs> yeah, and he he was basically a uh, he was basically a ghost. He could just mm-hmm. hover above the people, right? Yeah, man, yeah, that's a wild card. Uh, animated. That's got to be on like Tubi or something. Yeah, didn't say oh, where probably. it was. It's got to be on something like Tubi. Well, I just just before we get started, you know, uh, we everyone kind of always thinks about this, but when it comes to the Christmas season, people feel to watch Christmas movies, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. And and I think the big Christmas movie this year is the one on Amazon Prime with Eddie Murphy. Oh, and um, and I I, I haven't seen it either. I don't think I'm going to see it. I, I if you guys do you do you are you inclined to watch a Christmas movie or do you we've just done, let it happen? We we've done it already. We've done a couple yeah. of them. We did yeah. uh what was it Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, we did. Uh, even we, though, we yeah, that one. Um, we, we did, that, hit we did up Polar Express. Polar Express. Now, um, let's be honest. Are you doing this because it's Christmas and it's a part yeah. of getting into the season, or you feel yeah. obligated? What what's part the, of what's the season? The it's part of getting into part the, of the, the season. Yeah, part of the season. Have you seen uh, you know the what holiday? In the Polar Express. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you seen the, the holiday, Joe? The last holiday. No, the no, last. no. Just I the don't think holiday. I I don't think you know, I've heard it, of it. It's it's got it's got Bill Nye, it's got Liam Neeson, it's got Kira Knightley. I figured you'd see no. you'd have seen it because it's got Kira Knightley. I must um, have overlooked this. It's got a ton. It's Alan Rickman is in it. Um, what? It's got a ton of big names. Um, what was the one you guys were watching with Jack Black and that was? Uh, I forget what that Jude one. Law in it. Yeah, it's got Jude Law. What are you talking about, Karen Knightley? I'm not seeing her. On oh, the oh, list. that's Jude Law is the one in. That's wait, which uh, one am I thinking? The Holiday. Yeah, that's the Holiday, right? Jack. Oh, Black. oh, Holiday is the one with Jack Black and. Yeah, Jude Law. that's the one I'm that's talking, the one about. They talking swap, about. Different. That's the one where they swap houses. So just um, Holiday. Yeah. Um, what? What's the one I'm thinking? Holiday I don't know. Movie. That's um, the one I watched with you guys. It's is very it rom-com Christmas. Let's see. A Christmas movie with Keira Knightley. How about that? Yeah, type that in. Why am I blanking <laughs> on the name? I don't know I how to spell. I got nothing for you. Quite right. Uh, Love Actually. Love Actually. That's the one. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen Love Actually, which yeah. I, actually, I, I actually, actually was going to watch this because I just realized recently that she was in this. Yeah, give this one a watch. It's a, uh, it's pretty fun. It's, it's fun. It's funny. Oh, it's oh yeah. I do remember you guys um, watching this, dude. It's got like everybody in it. 
Mm, um, nice. It's it's a Mr. Bean. A big movie. Yeah, Mr. Bean. He's not in it a ton. He's in it only briefly. Um, but yeah, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, um, what's his I'm, name? I we still have to. One of my favorite Christmas movies is I got to watch the this Muppets for Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, and it's such a funny time, and you know. Michael Caine. I need some Michael Caine in my life. Michael Caine did a fantastic do- job on that, Look. even though it was a Muppets movie. And we got to support Michael Caine. Yeah. So, well, so in um, in Love Actually, there's there's a specific scene that reminded me of Joe. Um, with what? And, oh, with what with, with Kira Knightley. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, she's getting married. Okay. And there's, there's, um, uh, the, the groom's best man films everything. Okay. And then she goes to get the tape from him. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, it's what he did was something that I feel like you would have done. So you'll have to watch the movie and see what Kira Knightley does this. You'll have to watch the movie because it's, I, I think you'll appreciate it. Oh, you got to watch and report back next time yes. we record. If he does something smooth back. to get to get Kira's a, a giggle or a smile or a second you gotta dance, watch. you got to watch. Uh, you got to watch. How how much? Look, I know I'm married. I <laughs> it's have kind of hard to watch. I think I think when it comes to other women, I think the my the the most important that my my dream would be just to get like a second glance from from the mom Kira Knightley. The, today's Kira Knightley. You know what I mean? Okay, modern. Like yeah, yeah, like her her hands are not old, but the age is approaching them. You know what I'm saying? Um, you guys see my tan line? Yeah, I can see yeah. where my hand is darker yeah. than my arm. Yeah, it's it's there because uh, wearing those long sleeves in the summer. Look, this is this is all I want. I, I don't I don't want like a big flirtatious a thing with a with a woman who's not my wife. But what I would want is to I don't know say something that's charming or or funny. And get a smile. The day, yeah. the day when I meet Karen Knightley, inevitably, and and as she's walking away, she gives me a little, or you know, I, I've already turned my back. See, I've already turned my back, and I'm already, I'm already back doing what I was doing, you know. And she I'm gives me a second wife. thought. She gives me a second I'm a, thought. Uh, your just, wife just gives me a, that, you know, that that real toothy Karen right Knightley now. grin. You know what I'm saying? Text your wife. J- right just now. one little look back, one little second thought from that. That's 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 a dream of mine. All right. and, well. and in my dream, I don't even enjoy it. I want to see it in a movie scene. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Where you in, walk, in my, you're not even in my scenario. Back. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> but I, I want to see. I want to see me in that scenario. I want to see it from third person. You know, just like a movie. Only scene. Karen Knightley. Mm. Just Karen Knightley because I'm charming. Mm. You know. That's that's what I want to. That's what I'd like to do. And then I, I don't know. And then maybe in the future, me and and her husband and us and our kids can become good friends. And and you know, have have dinner on Christmas Eve and stuff like that. You know, maybe she'll. <laughs> I love this whole scenario. I love. Look, it. I can't help it. I uh, I I think she's a very pretty lady. Mm. And and she's very cute, and and I like her personality. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you know? and you imprinted on her. When you I like that bounce. I would say, hold on, she's older. I would say she probably imprinted on <laughs> youngster me. 
mm-hmm. if we're being yes. honest. No, that's not how imprinting works. Yes, it is. You imprint onto something. Yeah. Yeah. When a, when, it, when a chick is born, it imprints on its mother. The mother doesn't imprint on the chick. Well, then why do we say Jacob imprinted on yeah, I'm baby, baby girl? Be- because he saw her and there was a connection made in him. That's what imprinting is, is when you see something or someone oh. and the, so the I imprint is in you. I, I imprinted. You imprinted on her. Yeah. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe someday when she sees me, she might have a little imprintation <laughs> of her own. Because uh, I'm such a freaking stud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> me with my pasty white skin because I've been indoors too much and just my, my non-full but trying mm. out facial hair kind of thing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Got a real <sighs> uh, Will Turner thing going on. A boy yeah, can dream. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and a man can dream as well. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> We're more like a grandpa can dream. You know, Grandpa Joe. Look, all right. And everything I said, you can ditto it with Rose Leslie. Just ditto it. Okay. Just take okay. everything with Kira Knightley and say also and or Rose Leslie. It works. Yeah, you do got that. You do got that thing for mm. you know. You watch that one TV show that she was in, and I also just- watch Game of Thrones been in a ton if we're being honest mm-hmm. she hasn't been in a ton but dang is she good at what she does um all right um what's <laughs> yeah first you, guys, segment. you guys aren't gonna join me in a little bit of gawking no nah, i'm good <laughs> no good yeah you nah. guys are you guys are still in the insecure phase of your relationships yeah yeah when, <laughs> when, when you're when you're more secure in the relationship then you can think about famous right. people that you like yeah right Right. Okay. Uh, let's let's t- let's turn the tides, mm. and I want to I want to go over something that actually I came across. I was looking up different different shows or movies that that were going to be coming out or or maybe we're hitting a season two, and and I came across the wildest wildest article I probably have seen all year. Here at the okay. end of wow. the year, I think this is the craziest thing I've seen all at the year. End of all okay. things. At the end of all things, and honestly, this might be <laughs> the end, end of, of all things. things. So, um, so what we're gonna that? look at uh, the basically the Screen Rant article pitted oh. Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson against the Rings of Power, and this well, is the article. You know, they not too long ago re-upped season two, so they announced. Yeah, that no, they're gonna it's not too long ago they re-upped it. They're already filming it, dude. It's already yeah, almost well, done. I'm saying they I announced. totally thought when you said, let's turn the tides, I was like, that would have been a perfect segue for like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, I, I did that. Be, I said yeah. that because we were talking about Karen Knightley. But, you know, I think I saved it when I said here at the end of all things. I didn't even mean for that to be a Lord of yeah, the Rings. Yeah. Right, at the end of all things, here it is. Eight things the Rings of Power does better than mm. Peter Jackson's Ooh. Lord of the Rings movies. <laughs> wow. So I thought it would be a good time if we oh, go man. through each of these and just kind of lay into it a little bit. Thoughts express how we disagree because I'm assuming we will disagree. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because first, be first of all, the pretentiousness. To even consider writing the this audacity. Who wrote this? Who the, wrote the audacity? Screen rant. I don't know what the author is. The author's name. No, here? but it says right there. Well, I can't read it by though. Angel it says- and Angel Sean Shaw. Okay, who is Angel Shaw? 
Oh, okay. A feminist. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna okay. say if, remember, if it's somebody who's who's like Mexican or let you know of Latin, this, it would be Angel. No, this is a we white before woke, with feminist with, pixie cut uh, woman. We did this. She's probably last does she have her when her Rings of Power here? came out? Um, we went through an article and ripped the author to shreds. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that. Do you remember? It was like some guy that wrote this article yeah, and we just like tore him up. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's. Let, I want to get into. This, I want to see. I want to see some of her points. <laughs> um, and we are going to have stupid uh, pop ups the whole time, so I apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get into the first one. First off, the the premise of this is is insulting. Let's see how insulting these points are that are being made. All right. Okay. First point number eight: Rings of Power makes Sauron a more interesting character. Wrong. <laughs> all right, Wrong. so let's get into this. Let's. All right, I don't my, know. If my first initial thought is the word of it gives him backstory, but a wrong backstory. The wrong Not backstory. A, yeah, it actually just it. They actually just made up a backstory they, for Sauron. They didn't, that's yeah, not correct. And it's less interesting than the actual correct backstory from mm-hmm. the Silmarillion and other mm-hmm. writings about mm-hmm. Sauron during this first mm-hmm. and second age. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you have to admit, I'll give him this in well, Peter Jackson's. No, in Peter Jackson's movie, we have like no backstory, so there is no backstory True. in the movie. We, we don't so, get, we don't get anything incorrect. From- the prologue in the Fellowship of the Ring about Sauron doing cracking the, the ring, ring and crafting the one ring. Right, the that's, story there. Yeah, it, it, gives, it gives you enough for a villain. What and, kind of and, apologist are you? Look, <laughs> no, I get what Josh is saying, and I there and, is no backstory for Sauron it's, in it's Peter just, Jackson's he's movie. Just the villain, and that's fine. Yeah, um, he's he's not he, even he's he is literally a dark force in the movies. Yeah, and he's and and. In the books, he's, you know, got an awesome story, and I I don't know why they went with this. The the I think look, if you, you were think? to say Sauron during the first and second age is more interesting because his character is more dynamic than in mm. the third age, that can be argued. But this the Rings of Power version is not better because it is not actually the story of Sauron. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, I would agree. He, he goes, but have you, you can't ever say the medals. But you can't say this is more interesting because Lo- Lord of the Rings Sauron doesn't have a story or is more interesting than that. You can't say this is more interesting because they didn't give us enough in the Lord of the Rings. No, movies, I'm not agreeing with this article. I'm yeah. just you can't say that at all. There's you're, no You're wanting to argue with me. Lord of the Rings. Hey, because hey, you brought I'm up not something arguing with you. You said I want to give I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with arguing with you here. You are. You're by the tone and, of your and voice. And I'm just saying they they wrote a character who asks a blacksmith and 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 a a metal worker if they've ever heard of metallurgy. Metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever <laughs> Hey, ever heard of a hammer? You ever thought of <laughs> – he asks the blacksmith, you ever thought of mixing the metals? <laughs> yeah. What? We've been, we've been alive for thousands of thousands years. Thousands of years. Dudes who, never have, been thought al- of mixing dudes who metals. have been alive for 30 years and have never, never 
learned anything about metallurgy have thought, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I mix these two metals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's I think that's, that's, that's a pretty good enough uh, grab there. Okay, so Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings changed Elrond. Um, how how is this even? How is this even a point? Uh, a pro? They so, changed Elrond. That's not right. a pro. I'll say they, this: when I I didn't I'm look through all of these, this. but when I first opened the article, I scrolled really quickly down and I landed on this one, and my brain instantly started to create a defense. And so, mm -hmm. in fact, uh, I'm so, confused by this. Can you explain what do they mean by changed Elrond? All right, so Elrond is among the more critical characters of the Lord of the Rings lore. Uh, okay. And though Peter Jackson's film communicated this to a point, their version of the elves was nothing like Tolkien described. Okay, I'll get into that in just a second. This had much to do with Jackson's decision to make Arwen a stronger character, with, uh, with – which was a great choice otherwise because feminism, uh, to add more conflict to her relationship with Aragorn, Elrond was aggressive and dis distrustful as a result, lying and manipulating Arwen to keep her out of harm's way. Um, the Rings of Power's version is more faithful to Tolkien's work, wise, uh, kind, and enduringly good. Now, that's incorrect because if we look at one of the most extensive descriptions of what Elrond was, it was in The Hobbit, mm -hmm. all right? Mm -hmm. So if I look up, if I just do a quick Google search, it, it, it can give me a reference. Let's see. So how uh, is Elrond described in the Lord of the Rings books? This is a very easy Google search. Mm. All right. So let's see. So let me share this page right quick. This is a yep. this is just a the top article when you search this, okay? So here we go. Where was it that it describes him? I think it was in the book. Okay. Uh, I actually probably should have kept my articles open personally. But yeah, maybe. Looking mm. for <laughs> Looking for it. Okay, look. Basically, this article, I, I don't know where it is because it's this is getting into the first and second age. But here it is. It, you know, he was a noble. He was as noble and fair as an elf lord. There it is. As yes. strong as a warrior, as wise as a wizard, as venerable as a king of dwarves, and as kind as summer. He okay. appeared neither young nor old, despite his seeming agelessness. Um, that's that's who he was. Well, that's 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 how Elrond is in Peter Jackson. And you might say he appeared more aggressive, but that's not true because if you just take a look at any scene where he's not interacting in an aggressive aggressive manner, like when Frodo wakes up in Rivendell, mm -hmm. yeah steps into the room that warm summer smile that he gives him mm -hmm. and he says yeah, yeah, uh yeah. and he says you're stronger than you look master frodo or something like that you know freaking 
his he he has a presence of authority and wisdom yeah. but and, he also is very warm it doesn't matter that he has an aggressive nature and, towards and the relationship you, you you have to take it into context this is a um this is a man who is you know close to leaving this realm and uh, is uncertain about the future of Middle Earth, doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, and is scared to leave his daughter behind. Yeah. And, so, and also, just to counter it with the Rings of Power a little bit, you want to talk about the Jackson trilogy changed Elrond. You changed Elrond simply by making his hair short and making him dirty blonde. And yeah. lame. And not lame and cool. stupid. He no, sucks. He's not even awesome. He acts like he acts stupider than me. He's supposed to be mm -hmm. thousands of years old and wise. He's a literal doofus yeah, in the rings of power. Let's let's breeze through a couple more of these. Yeah, because this is gonna take forever for dwarves be... aren't just comic relief in the rings of power. So basically they're saying that in the Jackson trilogy. The dwarves are just the comic relief. Like Gimli nah. is just a comic relief, and they're not respecting that they're like a noble. Wait a minute. Nah. Like, what about the people? very in-depth friendship love story of two brothers, basically, between uh, Legolas and Gimli, where like two people who hate each other ultimately become best friends, and mm -hmm. then and they don't show this in the movie, but then they become friends and go sailing together and live happily ever yeah. after what yeah. about the complex nature of the hobbit movie jackson i did? yeah I, I watched the hobbit not too long ago like all three movies and you can't tell me after watching uh um richard armitage's performance of of um oak and shield yeah yeah that dwarves aren't complex that was his performance in those movies no matter what you think of the movies in general his performance uh, Balin's performance, um, mm. even some of the other dwarves in, in the emotional beats that they have when they interact with each other and when they interact with Frodo, um, it's it's definitely more than... Uh, Bilbo. Than, yeah, Bilbo, you're right. Uh, it's definitely more than comic relief. One yes, I mean, I, go back and watch... There's a few characters, uh, like the fat uh, dwarf. Yeah, that, Bomber. Yes is comic relief and absolutely that's fine because there's 12 dwarves mm -hmm. but go back and watch gimli through the whole section of the minds of moria and tell me he's a comic relief at any point there mm -hmm. he is yeah, truly gr grieving he is for he, his kin grieving for his he's kin. like don't grab the beard you know uh, just the one scene okay he's, yeah but he's they're, fleeing. Thing. they're fleeing yeah, and he, that's yeah, more one like consistent with the character through the whole yeah. thing. Um, yeah, that's that's incorrect. I think all of these are just going to be so. Okay, good. orcs look fantastic in the Rings of Power, and then this description basically says that practical effects are better than they were in Peter Jackson because, uh, just in general, they look better than Peter Jackson's trilogy. The practical mm -hmm. effects basically copied his his looks, though. For one, okay, let's get let's let's be honest about this. Same artists, mm -hmm. same people yeah. doing it. Yeah, the mm -hmm. the the orcs themselves didn't look bad, but they they're not worse than the Lord not, of the Rings. Yeah, no, uh, they just uh, copied Lord of the Rings. No, and and these these orcs don't um, 
you know, they don't do anything new. They don't, they don't change your perspective on the way orcs should look or, or the way they look in the movies of uh, the practical effects in Lord of the Rings. I mean, the, the, just the Urukai. Yes. Holy crap. Awesome. I know yeah. it's, yeah. it's truly mind, but uh, it's mind boggling how well the, uh, well, the, the prosthetics and the, the practical effects of the mm-hmm. movies are, I mean, just take a gander at this. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the comparison with Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> <laughs> look, and this um, this also is in Peter Jackson's. Look, these, yeah, these are great. If you There's look nothing at, wrong with these. Uh, if you look at The Hobbit as well, you know, again, we're, we're often really critical about the CGI nature of a lot of the movie. But... Um, there's a lot of practical orcs. There's a lot yeah, of them. a lot, a lot more there's, than you, you. A lot more than you think. Yeah, you just overlook it because the 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 white orc is is he's, animated. He's completely CG, but um, comparing it to some of the CG I've seen recently, he looks incredible. It's a lot yeah. better than some of the stuff coming out of Marvel or Star mm-hmm. Wars. You know. Yeah. Next point. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings ruined Isildur. No, it didn't. It told an accurate prelude story summed mm-hmm. up in about four minutes, if you watch mm-hmm. the extended version. Yeah. yeah. And it, it told the events of what happens accurately. Yeah. Unlike <laughs> unlike <laughs> Rings of Power, which just freaking made up. Here's my counter argument. Uh, Rings of Power ruin, ruins all of Numenor. Yeah. All of Numenor, not all just Isildur. Yeah. They, they ruin yeah. All of Numenor. There was a guy I worked with who was really excited about Rings of Power because they were getting into Numenor. He watched it, and he was, he. I mean, he was like a big fan of the Numenor lore because he's a mm. he's a big fan of Lord of the Rings. He was so pissed about this. Yeah, so because pissed they, about the way the, they treated the strongest the armies, the strongest, like the greatest warriors to have ever lived. Essentially, were the, the Numenorians. Right, and and, and man. They were Ooh. they were the strong fist of the human race. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they were the ones that created uh, Minas Tirith. I mean, Minas mm-hmm. Tirith was was the Middle Earth uh, descendants of the Numenorians, the greatest the greatest man kingdom in all of Middle Earth. Yeah, and it's 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 honestly uh, that's a joke. All right. So number three, Rings of Power gives elf characters more variety. Okay, so this is just a we like that we like that there's mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. that are in war. We like that there's black elves. We like Here's that the there's thing. old looking elves when honestly the elves should be all kind of roughly looking yeah. the same age. <laughs> the 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 a lot of the whole point of elves in general is that they are they're all sort of similar. They're all they're a different race. And so yeah. uh, they're a different species, essentially. Um, they're the they're, first children of the Luvatar. Yeah, so, they, so they're all sort of similar in the way that they look in their age, in the way that they dress, in the way that they, uh, in the way that they behave. There are some differences where some are more warlike and some are more reserved. Um, and that's the point. That's what makes it interesting. 
But the biggest difference is, is like the difference between um, kind of the descendants of the Cinderin elves with uh, Legolas and his mm-hmm. his father. Yeah. And, and it contrasted with um, those in Lothlorien, you know, mm-hmm. with Galadriel, where you have more of like the ancient angelic, more uh, we avoid war type elves and then those mm-hmm. who kind of live a harder life are more willing to go to battle but if you watch them you're they're cut from the same cloth they're not yeah. totally different yeah, from each definitely other like silk some silk and if cloth. you read and if you read the somerillion you know that the, the elves are very warlike mm-hmm. they're extremely warlike uh, galadriel mm-hmm. specifically is much more of a magic user and enchantress um but the the elves in general were Elrond and and his father and uh, they were very much warriors. Yeah, and I I could be wrong a little bit, mm. but I I know I know one hundred percent Galadriel was not a warrior. Yeah, no, she wasn't. I can't. I'm I'm pretty sure when I say because when Rings of Power was coming out right before I I was looking up the history like the full history of Galadriel. I do not recall ever. I don't recall her ever being a fighting in any battle. Mm-mm. I don't think no. she saw battle personally. Like no, she, she wasn't now, a month. A she, she cast spells and, yeah. and, you know, shieldings and wards and, um, and helped a great deal in different conflicts. But, uh, and she had a lot of loss she had people mm -hmm. that she that she loved other you know uh i think i think her husband uh ended up dying and she but she from war but not because she was involved with war because her husband was Mm. was it her husband no because he's still around it might have been his father um it's been a while since i looked at her history but there she she basically avoids the reason she goes to lothlorien is because she's avoiding war and mm. it's not because she's war torn from personal experience. She's literally, uh, uh, she's, she is against it. Like she doesn't want to be yeah. a part well, of war in the land. I'm, I'm sure there's a point about Galadriel here. Let's see. Yeah. Middle Earth is more diverse in Rings of Power. This is a non. This is a non-talking point. Yeah, yeah. We already kind of went into the. Any you you can go and find any number of videos uh, about this. Look, um, not it's not it's not wrong to include. Obviously, it's it's not it's not being mean or racist to say that that diverse people aren't supposed to be in Middle Earth because Tolkien mm. was very clear that Middle Earth is supposed to be some ancient version of Europe, which did not include back in the day white anybody else outside of white people. I mean, yeah, it just basically. didn't include. So it's not racist to say that Tolkien's intention was that this is a very whitewashed uh, people. It was European. European. Um, I mean, all of history is, depending on where you go, um, you know, that the, the, the way people look in those areas were the way people looked in those areas for centuries. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't much mixing and changing and mingling until very recently. So, yeah, I mean, without it being a scandal. I mean, there is a lot of diversity in Peter Jackson's movie. I mean, you know, the dwarves, they're all Jewish. And so, you know. There's that. <laughs> the dwarves are Jewish? No, not not technically. Not technically. They're, but no, not technically. I think the bankers in Harry Potter are Jewish. Yeah, Wait, that's... What? 
the uh, Josh is out here saying dwarves are Jewish, but he doesn't know about the no, bankers no. in Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no. You, uh, what's what's the what's Gimli? What's the actor's name that plays Gimli? Um, dang it, his name's escaping me. So, not is he Jewish? I don't think I'm, so. No, maybe he, um, he played a Jewish guy in in. I think he played a Jewish or Arab guy in Indiana Jones. Well, the the language that uh, they speak is based on Hebrew. Uh, the one that yeah, Tolkien yeah. made up for the dwarves is based on mm. Hebrew. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they're not obviously they're not Jewish, but they're not. It's a joke, but there's right. a lot of undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, what's number one? All right. So, oh, the number one is Rings of Power covers more Middle Earth stories at once. So this is the this is the the whole thing about Hold on, is that even true first of all? And then second of all, this is the whole thing of them trying to be like Game of Thrones and cover mm-hmm. a bunch of characters all at once. Well, yeah. And the the characters are the same. The Harfoots are just a mimic of Sam and Frodo uh, mm-hmm. the hobbits. It's literally the same thing. They're trying to tell it from a yeah. female like two female Harfoots rather than Frodo and Sam in the Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They're well, just how many, telling that story. How many storylines are we getting in Lord of the Rings? So uh, by the time we get to Two Towers, ev- the Fellowship is split up. We're mm-hmm. we're covering Aragorn's personal story. We're covering mm-hmm. Sam and Frodo and yeah. Gollum. Yeah. We, we're covering Merry and Pippin's story, which they actually mm-hmm. separate for a bit. Um, and Gandalf's kind of tied to them in some, in, in some mm-hmm. ways. And then we get into um faramir story so that's another storyline and then we also have uh the the rohirrims um yeah well then eventually eventually in the third we we split off even more we get um uh the story with with gandalf and pippin in gondor Right, um, right. And there's there's things going on uh, in Rohan and Sam and Frodo, and yeah. it, so it's not a huge, it's not a you know huge like s- jump between stories. There's only a couple, but you don't need that many. And the problem with switching between a bunch of characters is, especially if you're going to do it like they do, it's the that that mystery box aspect of, um every scene there's like a there's like a little mystery box of what happens next right. and we're gonna have to wait till we get right. back to these characters to see what mm-hmm. happens next so that we can get another mystery box so that we can wait to see what <laughs> happens next um now it's rings of power covers in my estimation three so the harfoots mm. uh sauron and galadriel mm-hmm. and um elrond and the dwarf and Is, then, am I missing well, any? Yeah, there's there's um there's the uh the humans that are in yeah, yeah. Mordor. But they're only and aren't the one, they only introduced and, because Galadriel and Sauron show up? No, they don't oh, show up no. later. No, the the black elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever his name was. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's four. So it's, it's them, it's him and the one lady. It's uh, Galadriel, Elrond, and the Harfoots. That's it. It's, it's only four, four stories. I think in Lord of the Rings, if we're talking about all the characters that are either pitted together or are on their own from Lord of the Rings, we might be talking about stories in Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. whereas this has four main ones. So 
I don't know what to tell you. I, this is just wrong. All I of mean, these points are just wrong. They're not even good opinions. They're just wrong. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest thing. Yes. I knew I, I knew I was coming to this conclusion, but also everything around the rings of power is just littered with lies that from before the show came out when they said we're taking everything from the book if we have any concerns at all we just go back to the book and mm -hmm. we and we reference that and we make sure we stay true and we're respectful to the source material it's just a lie it's been lies yeah, the, it, whole it, the whole time, time. and, the, and a, a year after it's released we're still telling lies about it in uh screen rant articles you know mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah well they're trying to drum well, up that uh, that sympathy they didn't I mean, even take into consideration that there's this is not lore at all. This is nothing Tolkien wrote. Mm -mm. They're trying to get hype back up for season two, but I think like Disney, we're not like Disney has been seeing. They're not going to get a lot of views on this, and if they're made to actually show us real numbers this time because of you know, the actors strikes and, and deals that they've made, if they're going to actually have to put out some numbers mm -hmm. to this show, it's going to be wild. How many people yeah. don't watch this show? And I don't even think we should acknowledge it when it comes out because well, it is not worth talking. Here's about. the thing. The people who liked the show that, um, that I saw, uh, it was very much a, uh, there, yeah, there's, I, I kind of like it. There's portions of it that are, that are good. And it also, there's some of it's a, a bit long and tedious and, it's, but it, <sighs> tell me those people are coming back. They're not, well, they don't, they're not, they're not super fans that liked no, it those, are not committed to the story. No, those are fans that or they're not even fans. Those are just people who Casual are watching watchers. the show because it's a new show mm -hmm. and not. And don't know anything about Lord of the Rings, haven't read the books or anything. Mm -hmm. So they're just watching it for a show. Yeah. They watch they watch Peter Jackson's trilogy once back in the early two thousands. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Those are the people that watched the show and kind of enjoyed it. But they they're not fans. It'd be it's they're gonna be hard pressed to sell those people on a season two. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody watches it, remember they had to remove comments and ratings from amazon prime because they were so low and imdb and imdb let's not forget season one out of the gate episode one slammed honestly yeah the trailers came out and they were getting slammed you know well, they yeah. had to yeah no they on the trailer on youtube there was thousands and thousands of comments that was like that was, some people were spamming a comment that said like um it uh something about evil and i don't even remember what remember do you remember what that phrase was that i don't remember were, exactly what it was but i know what you're talking about and it was a quote I, from the book that was like yeah good good made out of evil is not good or something like that yeah and people were commenting that hundreds of thousands of times to where they had to turn off the comments so that and i i put the that. the issue with that was that uh that I feel like gave them an excuse to turn the comments off on Amazon Prime and on IMDb because they're like, well, people are just going to troll. You know, they're just jumping on a bandwagon and trying to troll. Yeah. But what about the legitimate? Uh, well, it was convenient review. because it allowed them to mute all of mm -hmm. the legitimate uh, yeah. critiques of this show. Mm -hmm. I truly don't know. 
Like you can screw up Star Wars and add a bunch of stupid lore that's not interesting and dumb. It is <laughs> yeah, not George as egregious. Lucas did that. Yeah, it's not as egregious. I don't think anything is as is as egregious. The only thing I'd be more upset about mm. is if they decided to say, hey, Hollywood, we're going to make a Jesus show because The Chosen is so popular. And they do something crazy like they did with the Noah movie, you know, where they just they've, completely they've slander done the they've Bible. They've done Jesus shows and, and they're terrible. I guess, yeah, like the Magdalene movie. Yeah. They, they've look, done Jesus movies and shows and they're absolutely awful. Look, ruining historical accuracies and and people's personal faith about who jesus was in hollywood is here mm -hmm. that yeah. upsetting wise then you talk about what's going to be the next thing that's going to upset that stuff that hollywood puts out ruining respected bodies of work from professor tolkien and i mm -hmm. would kind of put in there it won't be as big but also c.s lewis oh, c.s yeah, lewis yeah. C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, we're talking Tolkien's a little above him in popularity, but C.S. Lewis is right there. Yeah, as far yeah. as people that um, enjoy his his works. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, so I mean, you Netflix could... Netflix got to be careful with their stuff. Netflix has to tread lightly, especially if you're just jumping on any popular trend and hiring Greta Gerwig to make your Netflix mm. uh, Narnia film. I'm just mm -hmm. saying there is nothing more upsetting than the rings of power in the past year, probably the past decade, probably the past century when it comes to when it comes to entertainment. Right? I mean, I'm not disagreeing because yeah. it's, it's not just boring or dumb or a waste of time. It's slander. Mm hmm. I would say uh, I'd say Wheel of Time's pretty close to this as well of just horrific horrific adaptations of um, beloved books. But say what you will, I agree with that. It's in the same vein, mm -hmm. but it's not as egregious as ruining Professor Tolkien's work. Yeah. Or disrespecting Professor Tolkien as a as a creator and as a writer and as an author and as a world builder, you know? Yep. Um, that's all I have. Obviously, I kind of knew it would be disagreeing, but anybody with half a brain can look at this list and know before you even read it that it's it is a joke you know yeah. it's a joke to even imply that someone like peter jackson who respects and all the creators all the creators of lord of the rings who respects tolkien and his work and his his intention with the story did a worse job in any capacity than the rings of power mm -hmm. yeah Man. Uh, it, it's obvious we didn't even have to go through it but i think it's interesting to see that someone even had the audacity to write that article and publish it that person's Wild. that person's never watched lord of the rings no no definitely 100 percent never read lord of the rings mm -hmm. never read lord of the rings that person's only seen the theatrical versions of lord of the rings <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe yeah they watch those they um, probably watched half of the first, uh, you know, unexpected. They let it journey. play in the background. Right. <laughs> while they wrote this article. <laughs> she, they're like, Gimli seems to be, Gimli seems to be just a comic relief. That's a good point. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, do we want to thank the patron? Absolutely. The, the next. Thank you, Shelby, for being a patron supporter. Um, if you guys want 
to support us as creators or get some exclusive content, go check out the Patreon. It'll be in the description below. Um, there's a couple tiers you could check out. Um, but thank you, Shelby, for being a Patreon supporter. 100%. Uh, I, I, I didn't intend for this to happen. I feel like I need to wind down a touch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I did not yeah. expect to get worked up, but this is not a good sign for season two. No, mm -hmm. no, no. <laughs> I mean, because we, I, I'm all worked up. This, we went through this so much when this first season came out to where like, I was just tired of talking about rings of power anymore. And you know, it's going to be that same way for season two or people mm -hmm. will just ignore it, ignore it. I think one of the, those two is going to happen. Well, if I, I'm here's, here's what I want to do with season two. Um, I know it would be really nice to just kind of ignore it and not even review it or anything. Um, but man, I kind of want to really just go hard and and really dive deep into well, every episode that 100 is going to be the culture on youtube is mm -hmm. laying in Going to, hard just laying into amazon prime and these creators and how <laughs> stupid they are to invest millions and millions of dollars in something that is a complete joke you know what i mean we get our first strike on youtube because we're doing hate speech I, I wouldn't be mad at that. You know, if we got a strike or a temporary strike or something because we went so hard on Rings of Power, I would say mm -hmm. <laughs> in every battle there are casualties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't want to be the casualty. Well, no. they wouldn't. They, you got to get three strikes to get your channel mm. removed. It'd be hard strikes. There are small That's strikes it. like you get a strike for a week. You know what I mean? You get right. one strike for a week. Right. That's not a problem. Um, there's a lot of people send out there with the active strikes office. on their channels. You mm -hmm. uh, do send this to the principal. Yeah, office. I don't. I think you're right, Wyatt. I think I think if we're gonna if we're gonna win the battle against Amazon Prime right now with all the trash that they're producing, <laughs> is that what we're, we're doing? Gonna, we're trying to fight the war of fight the good fight of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And and on, what better what better battlefield than on the battlefield of Tolkien, right? Mm. What better yeah, battlefield? Sure. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, I wouldn't I, personally want to fight. <laughs> I don't want to fight on the battlefield of rings of Wheel of Time. I just don't want yeah, to. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's not my area. What, I've yeah. read all the books. She. I want to fight on the battlefield of Tolkien. I want to mm. be enlisted on that in that uh, mm -hmm. army, you know. And I'm. I say I agree with you, Wyatt. I say we go as hard as possible, join the ranks because there's going to be a lot of people really laying into it. And for, there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to watch the show. So they're just going to watch people's videos on YouTube. And I, yeah. I think it'll be prime time to, you know, put out some good content. It'll be uh, prime and, time. and the Amazon only people prime that's going to be looking for it are people that we're still the only on this people that are going to be we're supposed watching. moving on from this segment. Yeah, Let we're us supposed be. to wind this down. This is my podcast. We're supposed to wind down, Joe. And we've been talking about this for an hour. You're just almost. angry. You're angry. Let's, I was let's just saying, go to the next segment. Let me, I will choose. <laughs> the The only people that are going to be talking about it are ones that want to hear and want to join in and support the the critiques of it. Mm -hmm. That 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 show that. Oh, I I don't. We don't think want this to keep happening. I don't think we're going to get nearly as many um, apologists 
this not on the second around. round. No. no. All right, look, we'll go to the next section. We're going to be looking at a little bit of an introduction, a little bit mm-hmm. of a background on the Wicked. And the reason why is because women will watch Wicked. What? Yeah, we got to get our female demographic we're, up we're, on the panel. We're predicting this to be <laughs> to be potentially a pretty big movie. Oh, I'm I'm very confident it will be one of the biggest movies of 20 of 2024. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very confident uh it's probably going to be a contender between Inside Out Want to uh-huh. uh Dune Part 2 and Wicked and Wicked. I, think- I, I if I'm going to just guess right now, I think those are going to be the three top gotten- that are kind of fighting for number 1, you know? We haven't had a good musical in a minute. We had West Side Story, but like that was a remake and I liked it, but you know, we haven't had a good musical in a while. Yeah, and and I think this lends itself well to something uh that could be enjoyed. Um yeah. I also think it has potential to be um extremely woke. If Oh, you if- think Definitely. From what I've read about it, um, I read a synopsis on the story. Um, I get big, I get big kind of musical Harry Potter vibes Mm -hmm. from this um, because it, it, especially the majority of it, I think takes place kind of uh, at a university. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's got potential to have, to have that sort of Harry Potter feel. Um, well, before we get into those details, I'm curious why, since you read, you read uh the good synopsis, Mm -hmm. will you give, uh, the people that are new to this? Cause I, I, since we're not all familiar with the story, we're all Mm -hmm. new to wicked. We haven't seen the stage play. I don't think any of us have read the books. People that are watching, I hope are in the same position. What is the setting for wicked? If you will describe it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's basically, um, there are. There's there's two sisters. Um, um, let me just go ahead and pull up the article on my phone so I can remember their names. Um, yep. And also have it, I think. That way, I can just sort of. I uh, the names are the the just what I'm looking for here. Um, What's the uh, Elphibia? Yeah, Elphaba. And um, her sister is uh, Glenda. No, that Glenda. Witch. Glenda's her friend. Uh, later on, Elba's um, history with Glenda, the Good Witch. Yeah, uh, her sister is the Good Witch. That's the sister, right? No. Um, Nessa Rose. Nessa Rose sounds like so. Good. Name so the, the the whole uh, setting no. is uh, they both go um, they they both go to university. They are um, they they don't know who their father is. Just that um, uh, Alphaba's mother was given like a potion, like, like a green potion that made Alphaba green, mm-hmm. um, and her sister. Um, is disabled some way. I think she's in a wheelchair or something. She can't right. walk. Right. Um, and I think that's from a potion as well. Okay. Um, it was it was an attempt to make sure that she wasn't going to be green. 
um, and it, it, it made her unable to walk. And I believe it killed their mother as well. Um, so, and this is in the world of Oz, right? Yeah. So they're sent to a, like a university. Um, that's where they meet, uh, Galinda and, um, it's, you know, there's a bunch of like drama that happens and love stories and, and, um, teasing and, you know, all the stuff you expect in like a sort of, uh, uh, university magic kind of story. Are there men there? Or boys uh, yeah. there? Yeah. Because oh, I, I, I was thinking, uh, I, I was getting you know, kind of like school? Catholic girl, uh, which, <laughs> which yeah, um, Alphaba and uh, Galinda become friends, but I believe Galinda wants to marry this guy. And uh, eventually uh, he falls in love with Alphaba. And, okay. and there's uh, contention between them. And, um, and then eventually the story okay. sort of moves into the events of the wizard of Oz where um, the characters are kind of living out what's happening while, while Dorothy is on her adventure, right. what's going on with the, um, you know, the wicked witch and uh, Galinda changes her name to Glinda mm-hmm. and um, Nessa Rose and what happens and why she gets, you know, crushed by a house. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and basically, you know, sets up good motivations for what these witches are, mm-hmm. why they're doing what they do, and where they yeah. are in the story when we come into Wizard of Oz, right? Right, and and so that's sort of the story. It's mm-hmm. um, it's interesting. Uh, there were a lot of different, um, uh, you know, where it as I read it, it said this is where the character sings this song, and this is where the right. character sings this song. Yeah. Um, so there, there's quite a bit of different musical elements that I think could be fun. Do we know if this is going to be a two-parter? Yes, it is going to be a two-parter. Okay. So part yeah, one that makes is sense. now uh, at the end of 2024. So pro- this is going to probably be the Christmas movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm also predicting it to be pretty large because not yeah. only is it Christmas, so and not only will families go to it most likely, but a lot of women will go to this because mm-hmm. they're really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, now, to get the background of kind of the story of Wicked, uh, basically, so the it, it was originally a book, right, mm-hmm. um, written by, let's see, his name was written by Gregory McGuire, mm-hmm. um, not the same guy who wrote the book The Wizard of Oz, right? This is a different yeah. guy. Uh, the, the original uh, Wizard of Oz, I believe, is L. Frank Boehm, whatever. Um, but yeah, maybe. So, yeah, yeah. But Gregory, and so this guy, who actually I I didn't really know him. He's kind of fallen behind the wayside. But when I was doing research behind this, I was like, oh, I feel like I should know more about this guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Stephen uh, Swartz, he is a music composer, a lyricist, and and musician, right? Mm-hmm. He is best known not only for writing the play and now writing uh, the foundation of the, the movie play. for Wicked, um, also composing all the songs and writing all the songs for the stage play for Wicked, the one who had the idea to take the novel and turn it into a stage play in the 90s. But he also wrote, He uh, obviously Hans Zimmer's was the, 
was the composer mm-hmm. or did the music for Prince of Egypt, but he was the one who wrote the lyrics, who composed the actual singing songs. Yeah. And then uh, for Prince of Egypt, as well as Pocahontas. And the most impressive next to Prince of Egypt is the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freaking the Disney version. What yeah. a crazy, between Prince hey. of Egypt, Hunchback of Notre Dame, those are like the most iconic soundtracks and music musicals of our childhood, of any childhood. They're so yeah. epic. And, awesome. and let's be honest, it, Enchanted had some bops in it as well. It did. It really did. And yeah. so what bops? Mm-hmm. And and if you look at his <laughs> list, he really did that early stuff. He was also did Joseph King of Dreams after Prince mm-hmm. of Egypt. But then he did some smaller stuff until he hit Wicked. And then his kind of time has been spent on Wicked or like Prince of Egypt stuff or like stage things and now he's back into the movie stuff again more more intensely with wicked part one and wicked part two right Mm -hmm. for the movies so he's only he hasn't done his records not huge but he's done very impressive things right yeah yeah Um, and i'm honestly i'm surprised i haven't heard of this guy before because he writes like you have to think about this. The Bells of Notre Dame. He wrote that song, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or, or when or when uh, when the the brother to to Moses is singing once I called you brother like he wrote mm-hmm. all of this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. such a brilliant writer, I feel like when it comes musically. And so I have a lot of hope for this as long as a bunch of modern politics does not get injected into this story into Wicked which I feel like you think it might. I, I don't think I it was think, written for that intentionally, like with the stage no, play. No, but it, it would be very, very easy for them easy to, to insert. Yeah, yeah very easy uh, from what I read. It's it's pretty uh, – I think if as long as it maybe sticks to uh, the play and does not insert unnecessary elements, right? Um, it, it, it could be – it could be really good. I'm really hoping that it turns out well. Um, and and I obviously we're not trying to give a whole lot of spoilers. We have a whole year before this thing comes out. I think it's just important to get our feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, try to create some expectation, create a little bit of education around this because I'm sure we're going to either talk about it with people online or with each other. And I just want to – I think it's important that even a year from now, I think this is going to be a real big film at the end of next year. And, yeah. and even when we hit the summer, they're going to come out with a trailer and we're going to be expecting mm-hmm. it until the end of the year. And so – so um, and just to look at the IMDb of it really quick, Willie, we know Ariana Grande is in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Wicked. All right. Let's look at the cast list just to familiar ourselves with that. Cynthia Evro um, is playing Elphaba. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Ariana Grande Michelle, is playing Glenda. Michelle Yeoh. Let's see. Michelle Yeoh is playing Madame Morble. Is she going to be like a teacher at the Morrible? school or something? Morrible? Yeah. Yeah. She's an important character. Uh, I believe Bach and uh, Fierro. 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 Fierro, probably. Uh, Fierro. He's, he's Fierro. an important character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got uh, Jeff Goldblum as a wizard. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. Is oh, oh, oh. The uh, the Wizard. The wizard <laughs> of, of Oz. Of, uh, 
Oz. Wow. Don't wow. look I, at the man behind the behind curtain. Behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> what can I help attention you with? to what's right in front of you? Right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, we got a little bit of Jeff Goldblum showing mm-hmm. up as well. So, um, that's just a rough look. Uh, do you guys have any other thoughts outside of predictions? Uh, we, I, I'm just trying to fill in some just a starting foundation for this story because I know nothing about the stage play. I haven't ever been. Uh, I'm never either. I've heard a, guy, few, so. a few songs from it, but I've not, um, you know, seen the, the play. So I don't, I don't know much about it either, but I've heard a few songs. I think outside if, of it going woke, what's predictions do you have? What I think if um, it would probably be in the second movie, uh, the second part where they actually get into what's going on during the Wizard of Oz. I think it would be really cool and interesting if they, for all of the Wizard of Oz scenes, right, with like right. that that take place during the original story, they make it as true to uh, the original movie as mm-hmm. they can. That would be really yeah. cool. It just like shot for shot sort of uh uh line for line um because with the context that you have for the characters now then you can kind of understand what's going on and and we already know what's going on with Dorothy and and with the others um so it'd be interesting to see each time um Elphaba interacts with Dorothy why she's interacting with her in that manner. Right. You know, it, it would be really cool to see uh, it's very true to the original um, while giving you the other side, the other perspective of the story. That's good. I, I, I don't have any predictions myself at this time or, mm-hmm. or ideas yet. I'm sure I might come up with some, but who knows? Uh, this, like I said, we got a ways to go. And we'll keep talking about it, but I think this is a good starting point. I think my biggest thing I was happy was to find out about the Steven guy mm-hmm. and to to understand his background a little bit because yeah. I I mean we've talked at endlessly about Prince of Egypt music. I've I personally have a very uh I'm very inspired and just in awe of the soundtrack from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And um and so yeah, this this is I, I, I have high hopes for this since it's the same fellow. Uh, but I guess we'll just wait and see. I am I guess I am gonna wait for the movie. I'm not gonna try to ruin it by watching a stage play or anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But that's it. That's all I have for that. Uh, I do have a final segment that I think is kind of fun. It's kind of a guessing okay. game. But Ooh, I do wanna do you guys do you do you do you wanna jump into it or do you do you, anything you wanna cushion the, the segment with? cushion um i don't know you got any banter i feel like see i feel like when i'm outside the podcast i think of these things as like man this would be some really good the, banter the, for the, the podcast. Band? yeah for the like those in-between segments and then i always right. forget when we're actually on the podcast um did you see that meme i sent to the to the group chat <laughs> not yet, not of, the yet. Lady, of the lady laughing you gotta watch that okay I will. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah which what by the way just uh, i think we talked about did we talk about the tower on the pre-show probably i'm sure we've mentioned it that it's it's a little silent on the tower at the moment it but is I've got, yeah. I've got some plans um 
I well, got. I've I can't. I. I don't. I don't even want to enter the tower unless I. I know there's stuff going on. Well, I don't want to be left on red. What right? if you don't of- enter the tower and you enter the secret sanctorum? Yeah. So Josh. Josh had an idea for another chat, but it's superheroes. It's the no. secret sanctorum. I no, can't. I, I like I can't the idea. Do, I can't do a superheroes and a tower. I don't want to just keep abandoning no, no, no. good Here's group the thing. chats. I, I, this I, is I not like the appropriate idea. podcast stuff because people don't know what we're Look, talking about. Listen, uh, I like the idea. Um, I would like to play out a couple stories on our uh, – the tower is is where we post our, our wizard memes and our AI-generated wizard. Well, we, we're creating – it was it was wizard memes, but I think for a while it kind of became generate wizard some story. AI yeah. art and create a freaking wizard story. Yeah, and, and so do wizard battles. I've got some plans. I've got some plans. I would that I would like to uh, include everybody in and and have a big sort of event happen on right. the tower at maybe to maybe to kind of finish it off. To finish, we're done with the tower. Not, not to be done with it completely, but to kind of, you know, give a give a, a a sort of conclusion to what's going on, and maybe so. If even, people want to tap out, they can without it being a whimper. It it ends. Yeah, with a bang. yeah. Um, and what if what if we did a version of the tower over on the Patreon? Is that for, would be fun. if you join the Patreon, you got to be added to this group chat. Mm-hmm. And you can contribute to this story esque. People um, do this kind of thing for Discord servers. You have yeah. you have fan and and group interactions when you and 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 fan art or or generation when you get in the Discord server. So we're not on Discord, but that that would be the kind of thing you would do over on Discord. Right? Yeah. And and that could be fun. I'm just saying, if if we wanted to move away from the wizards, mm-hmm. uh, we could move into something like superheroes or uh, something where we could we could generate new pictures, new memes, new uh, new adventures. I think it's fun when you when you guys brought Batman into the wizard battle. I'm just saying, like, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more avenues you can take. <laughs> When it comes mm-hmm. to wizards, than with superheroes, I, I yeah. think I think we need to step away from this. It's a good conversation, but people don't know who, who that. Yeah, uh, yeah, they don't know um, about the tower. We haven't. Yeah, if you're interested, you're not part you know, of the Patreon. Join the Patreon and and we can talk about it. Yeah. Um, but let's uh, let's do this this All last right. segment. Money in filmmaking. So we always Ooh. are talking about we're always talking about budgets on movies, right? We're always talking mm-hmm. about how much it takes to make a movie in Hollywood these days. There's no movie that Hollywood comes in it's, that's under a million dollars. And so mm. um, I thought I'd do a little bit of a guessing game with movies for 2024, right? Mm. Now, I am going to require you boys to keep track of your own score and gentlemen's, okay. gentlemen's agreement to not cheat. Gentlemen's agreement, no cheating. Okay. Keep track of your own score, please, because I'd rather not okay. do it for you. Gotcha. Um, what are the rules? Are we? It, is it whoever's closest to the number below? And if you uh, go above, you lose. Yes. So let, let's do that. Well, no. Let Let's just say closest to the number. How about that? Okay. Closest to the number. Gotcha. Closest, closest to, the to the number wins um, the round, and you get one point, and the other person will see when he comes out. So okay. I think I have 
I have over 10 movies for next year. I have their estimated budgets according to IMDb. Now, these movies are not released yet, and so IMDb numbers change as we've seen and information changes. Mm -hmm. So all these might not be 100% accurate, but there is some information online that IMDb is pulling from to put these numbers on IMDb, all right? Yeah. Yeah. So these are movies next year. I will say this to give you guys a head start. There are a fair amount, fair amount of 200 millions, but they do no, there's no budget that breaks 200 million. Okay. 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 That's a good starting point, a good starting hint. Good. And there are fair that are right at 200 million. That's just, Mm. that's just what it is. All right. So we'll just go down the list. Ballerina. Mm. So we are, we are getting into the John Wick universe. Mm -hmm. That can be an indication or not. Okay, so we're saying what they're going to be making what? for no, opening no, weekend. No, what no. their budget is. What their, oh, what is the budget oh, oh. that the studios are you are giving them to make this movie? Only budget. So what is your guess on the budget for Ballerina? Joshua first. And do the, we have quite a bit, so let's go through this quick. Oh, wait. I just messed that up. Do not Google. No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm writing it down. Are we? Is that not how we're doing it? Yeah. Give us your ballerina budget guess. Oh well. So why it's gonna hear my guess? It doesn't matter. I already have a guess. Oh, oh. So 130 million. All right. What? Um, mine's 157. All right. It is 75 million. So Josh was closer. Wow. That that, that is a, that is accurate to what they've been doing with the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. So they're oh, staying yeah, right on track you know with right. Ballerina. Mean Girls, the remake for Mean Girls. What's your uh, guess? That's, that's going to be. So I'm going to say 75. 75 million. million? Yeah, that's going to be lower. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 50 on that one. All right, so Josh was at 75, Wyatt says 50. It's 30 million. Okay. So Wyatt takes it. All right. Let's say, let's do uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. What is the budget mm-hmm. for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes? Ooh, um, I'm just going to say 110 million. All right, Wyatt. Give me that two hundo, baby. Yeah, right. it is two hundo. Two hundo. It is. Exactly. I went low, but yeah. All right. So, uh, Furiosa. What are we sitting at? Ooh. Hmm, I'm just that's a hundred for that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. There's going to be lots of stuff going on. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say. Uh, 150 Wyatt with the exact amount 150 furiosa yeah i i okay i'm I'm guessing too low for these what's next you are guessing a little too low all right so um, the next alien movie alien romulus how much are we looking Mm. at alien 150 it's done by ridley scott i doubt it he's gonna be doing gladiator Mm. i didn't look up that information um dang um alien romulus the last couple uh, aliens have one, not been enjoyed. 170 170 mm-hmm. uh it is 200 million 
<laughs> okay. I'm losing. I'm going way too Dang. many. What's that? Four for me? It, that's that's a wild one because uh yeah that's a wild one because it does not seem like another alien movie well i'm i'm going based on the prometheus and uh the other one where there was a lot of stuff happening in those so i'm sure yeah, those right. were expensive as well okay so uh deadpool 3 we might have talked about this already mm. I want to say like 100, but I'm going to go 140 because I am keep going too low. Um, This one was definitely – so the first movie had a lower budget. It was one of those lower budget superhero movies. The second movie had a bigger budget because the first movie did well. Um, would you say 140? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 160. Joshua keeps going low. It's two hundred million dollars. Two hundred mil. Yes. All right. There's a lot so, of big name actors going to be in it. Yeah. Mm. Garfield, the an- new animated film. Garfield. Ninety million. All right. I'm going to say fifty million on that one. Garfield is eighty, so Joshua takes that okay. one. Okay. Well, Wyatt already won. I can't do any. I can't. No, no, no he hasn't won. Plenty of movies. I have, I have, a, I have quite a few movies here. <laughs> All right, Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire, I believe, is mm. what it's called. What is the new Ghostbusters movies budget? Uh, I'm gonna say 120 million. Uh, I'm gonna say 180. It is 100 million dollars. So Joshua Ooh. takes that one. All right. Uh, Inside Out 2. Inside Out 2. This is the new Disney Pixar following up a very popular first film. It was very popular, but it's an animated movie. I'm going to say 120. Yeah, that's pretty close to what I was thinking. I was thinking one. I don't want to go too close to Josh. Um. 140. It is 200 million dollars. <laughs> what? What? What are I don't they think doing? I deserve a point for that. We're too close. No, you got it. Someone has to get the point. Okay. 200 million dollars. Um and and just to park on this for a second, this is the same critique that we've had because you're we had Mario and Wish come out this year. Mario was 100 million dollars, Wish mm-hmm. was 200 million dollars. Mario did extensively good. No one went and washed Wish. Mm-hmm. This year, we have Inside Out 2 and Garfield coming out. Garfield's at a, at $80 million. Inside Out 2's at $100 million. Which do you think is going to be considered the success? Yeah, it's $200 million. Which do you think is going to be considered the success at the end of this? Garfield right? will probably make a lot of money. Um, I think it will. I, uh, people are still going to go watch Inside Out 2, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah the absolutely. first one was really popular. More than they watched Wish, but... 200 million is a big number. That's a big yeah. that's a big number to beat, but I you can do it. All right, uh Craven the Hunter. That's oh, a 150. Or no, I'm going to say that I'm going to say 180. Yeah. Um I'm going to lowball it 1 140. It's 100 million. Okay. Gee. All right. Uh, Joker 2. Ooh, that's going to be a big one. Uh, 200. 
I think the budget's probably going to be lower on that one. 120. 120. It is 150. So Wyatt's closer by a little bit. What'd you say? 200? Yeah. Josh just said 200. It's 150. Okay. All right. Um, Gladiator 2. It's gonna be a hundred and twenty. Um, you gotta you gotta think about this though, Joshua. Don't forget when a first movie is really successful, it probably is gonna get a good budget on the second one. Yeah, but it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go one eighty. One eighty. It's two hundred million dollars is what the estimated budget is for that mm. movie. Um, let's do. Godzilla plus Kong. It's going to be 200. Yeah, that's going to be 200. I'm going to say that, you know, I'll just say 180 for the shits and giggles. Joshua, right on the money. One. Oh, dang. Wow. All right. Bob Marley, one love. That's 90 million. I'm going to guess 30 million. It's 75, so Joshua's wow. closer there. $75 million. All right, Dune 2. You should know this. I feel like we've talked about this. 200. 150. It's 200 million. Yeah, well, we couldn't go, both go 200. Right, right. <laughs> whenever I, I did say 200 is the cap, so whenever mm-hmm. someone goes 200, a good idea would go 190, so you get everything below it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, got a couple more here. Beetlejuice 2. Um, 120. Yeah. Or no, 100. 130. I'm going to say 100, it's, actually. It's 150 million, so why it's closer there. And is this my last one? I think this is my last one. Wicked. <laughs> what is Wicked's budget, at least for part one? 150. I think what? it's gonna be I think it's gonna be 190. Well, IMDB has it at $145 million. <laughs> so that means Joshua takes that one. Yeah. I did put you guys' initials by these, so I kind of kept score. Let's let me tell you the score. Joshua with eight. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have you as seven, but I could have missed one. And so and I, I got eight. Wyatt with one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten potentially. If I, I didn't miss count as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So and with that, why it takes the better guessing of movie budgets? Yeah, you have for to twenty twenty four. I gotta call. You, well, I'll call you a no, good Joshua, guesser. You lost, Joshua. A good call man. Him a good man. Yeah. You are a dishonest man. Hey. <laughs> hey don't do hey. that I don't think that's true but I, I can't call you the other thing because that's too ho- high of an Swore honor loser <laughs> swore loser <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's pretty that's that's all I got now boys I, I feel like boys? I was pretty surprised by some of these numbers but I'm also mm-hmm. just surprised at how many productions just throw 
a 200 million at it. Just throw yeah. 200 million at it. Watch it get made. Throw, we're doing you know, Inside Out 2, guys, throw 200 million at it. You guys know what the budget for Godzilla minus one was? 300. Uh, wasn't it like, wasn't it like 30 million or something? 15. 15 million million. I said 300. Yeah. I was, yeah. it doesn't take hard. a lot of, it doesn't take a lot, lot of money to make a good movie. It just takes mm -hmm. a really good story and some decent visual effects. <laughs> that's yeah. all it takes. Yeah, that's it. Cause you can hire a good camera guy and a good camera for less, mm -hmm. less than a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Less. So I guess so. Wh where's all the money going? Where's this 200 mm -hmm. million going is my exactly. question. Exactly. I think it's going to someone's pocket. That is a good point. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are, there are, remember in um, the offer, how the, uh, the mob just skimmed off of the Godfather production constant mm -hmm. the whole time. I feel like that's still happening a lot. Well, like I think there's that, a lot of that skimming off actors, of these movie production budgets. demand just insane amounts of money. Right. Yeah. So but, you know, in 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 Japan, where where they made minus one, um, you know, they're not paying those actors the exorbitant amount of monies that they're paying Hollywood actors. Well, let's. Uh, you're right, but also take into consideration Jake Gyllenhaal, who's a really big actor. Only like the whole budget for Nightcrawler, the whole mm. budget was thirteen million. Yeah. True. And Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie. And he's mm -hmm. he wasn't he wasn't young. He's been popular, right? Yeah, you're right. So you don't if you if you have a good story and you get the right, you don't have to get the most expensive actor. Just get one who's good and is a star who's gonna sell the film and and make a good story. Those people mm -hmm. those people will act in your film. Yeah. I would say actors like worth their salt do probably probably one indie type film a year you know what i mean where they don't collect a big paycheck but it's more of a passion project because they really like the story mm. you know yeah i mean karen knightley's been doing that for a long time she hasn't yeah. been in a huge hit in a long time all of her i feel like everybody who joins in on a wes anderson film just wants to be a part be, be a be part, part of the of movie it. yeah right, right. unless you're owen wilson then you're just buddies it's the same with Christopher Nolan stuff. Everybody just wants to be part of Christopher Nolan. Well, that's what, um, well Christopher Nolan, people that want to be on Christopher Nolan films just want to experience the legend. You guys should, you guys should listen to the variety interview that Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway did with each other. They just fangirled over Christopher Nolan for like 30 minutes straight. Yeah. You should go listen to that vanity. I, I listened uh, to the interview. one you told us about, um, with Killian and Margot, yeah, but the the one with Anne Hathaway and Emily Blunt is good too because they just like they just talk about Chris, working with Chris Nolan for like thirty minutes straight, and it's really it's really kind of fun. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think like I what the movie that Anne Hathaway was just in that she's getting a lot of recognition for. I feel like that's a that's an indie film, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Poor Things is kind of an indie film. It's not, it is getting a lot of recognition, but that's not a huge budget. No. Also, no. another interesting point this whole list that we just went through, the only original film, the only original film is Bob Marley One Love. Mm -hmm. Everything else is a prequel, sequel, remake, or 
or uh, Wicked is a movie from a stage play, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but you can argue One Love is a biopic. It's not its own thing. It's a biopic, yeah. but it's the original. It's original idea. It's it is using an existing IP, the man Bob Marley. Yeah. To sell the film, but it's not yeah. relying on a on a an older film or anything to yeah to but sell we're, we're not getting any new concepts in in this new year no there's no new concepts Mm-mm. i don't think there's a single they will there will be new concepts that pop up but they're going to be like a24 releases it you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's not mm-hmm. it's not a big hit or it yeah. could be a big hit but it's not it's not a it's not an anticipated film it's going to kind of pop up and you'll watch it or you won't and that'll be mm-hmm. it you know yeah um, but yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be some gems here, but not a not a ton of original ideas. I don't feel like. Mm-hmm.